Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi, everyone. It's Chatting with Nat. Natalie Jean, Natalie Jean, Nat. I'm here today with the amazing, when I say amazing, recording artist Justine Blazer. Justine Blazer is a Nashville recording artist, music and vocal producer, audio and mixing engineer, songwriter. She has various number one, number one hit singles on several independent charts. Justine has been professionally in the industry for over a decade, released seven full albums, winner of the Ram Trucks, Battle of the Bands, National Competition, has opened for Jason Aldean, Justin Moore, Lee Bryce, Lone Star, and many more. She has had sponsorships and endorsement deals with Chrysler Incorporated, Ram Truck, Luna Guitars, Ernie Ball Strings, and more. She has charted on the Music Road Top 100 Music Charts. Her music video has been seen on Vivo, GAC, TNN, and the Country Network. She has had a distribution deal with Sony Red. She, has, she was on TV. She was on a TV show called American Supergroup with Jennifer Nettles and Elle King. It was on MTV and Pop. Justine has has toured over 200. She has she has a tour over 200 dates a year, and has also done 10 show European tour. Justine currently performs weekly at her residency in Nashville, Tennessee. Started music at a young age. She studied opera, jazz, and music theory throughout the years. She now works as a full-time music producer with numerous studios and record labels, doing artist development, songwriting, and music production for herself, other artists, and sync licensing placement. Let's welcome Justine Blazer. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? Good. It was so funny because I thought we were going to do like a, like a video call. And I, so I got all, I got all ready, but it's okay. (laughs) You got all sexy for me, but it's all good. Dress for success, as they say, right? <laughs> no, but you know I love these because you really don't have to get dressed up. You could be wearing nothing, and no one would know. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows exactly. <laughs> oh, next time, next time, let's definitely do a visual. So, how are you today? I I'm good. Good. Just really busy. Um, been up since six. I, I went to bed at two AM. I was cranking out this video for this conference with Sonar Works. So I finished that and there's a lot of a lot of great projects I'm in the middle of. So yeah, it's just really busy. So how how about you guys? Um well, you know I've been cool. My my head's gonna spin off <laughs> because I've been so busy. Yeah. You know, I, I need a couple of clones. I need like three of me because right now I'm trying to balance because I, I actually have a day job, plus I'm doing the music full time, plus I'm doing Sisters of Music and the podcast. So it's been really crazy, but I have to say I love music because music has been my saving grace. Um, your name comes up a lot. Every time I'm interviewing somebody, 
I'm like, okay, so what are you working on? Well, I just finished the song with Justine Blazer. Oh, I just finished the song with Justine Blazer. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was just like, Justine Blazer is just, she's, she's the woman. She's the woman. Everyone <laughs> wants to write with you. Everyone is writing with you. How do you manage that? Yeah, well, it's just, I don't know. I have a calendar and just schedule it in and just <laughs> try to, you know, get everything in. So, um, yeah. It's they love you. Pretty, I think <laughs> Thank you. I love it so much. So it's just, I just love it. It doesn't ever feel, you know, like work or whatever. So if it was anything else, I'd probably be like, oh, my gosh. But, you know, it's just writing songs and creating and it's what I've always loved to do. And it just comes really natural to me. And, um, I've done this, you know, a very long time. So, uh, being able to do this, you know, every day, that's, it's just, it's always what I've, what I've wanted to do. So I get really excited when other people want to write with me too. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, the, the feedback that I got was that, my gosh, she's so quick. She knows what she's doing. And I was just like, and, and then the people are in awe, and they're like, oh, my God, Justine Blazer is so amazing. How did you get into music and production? Yeah, so my mom had a dance studio for 12 years. I grew up literally around it all the time. Uh, my dad was not in the performing arts. He's actually a mechanical engineer at Ford Motor Company. Okay. So I really did grow up with, like, the – the logical and technical and the creative and, you know, and, and, and performing. So I really had, that was my, both my parents, you know, kind of taught both sides of that. So I always loved music. I mean, I remember going around the house and singing in a baby monitor and acting like I was performing, you know, for a, a 10,000 people at a, an arena concert. And, you know, my mom just saw this, potential in me so she just started putting me in voice lessons at a very young age I think I was like five or six years old and I'm I'm taking private vocal lessons um every single week and learning theory and learning piano and learning guitar and she just saw it in me and I I loved it I I was like the kid that bugged her she was not a stage mom she was just like oh my god this this girl is annoying I all she wants to do is run around the house and sing and perform, you know, and then never really change, you know? So I, I, you know, some people thought it was a phase or, you know, this little kind of cute little thing I was in and, but I, I stuck with it. I, I never wanted to do anything differently. And I remember being in school and they'd have career day and stuff. And I remember you had to like check the box of what you wanted to be. And there was, I would look, you know, for a singer or entertain. And there was never that it was like nurse or doctor or lawyer. And I just never wanted to do that. I never saw myself doing that. So I just created kind of my own path. And um, here we are, you know, I've been doing this full time. I've never done anything else. I've never even worked like a regular job. I've just, I've only done music. Um, pretty much out of high school. So it's been it's been really fun. It's been a really fun adventure. That is amazing because some of us <laughs> so many trying and striving and, and struggling to do that. And if you if you're doing music in, in the thing that you love, you know what? I applaud you. I salute you. I bow down to you because this this industry is very, very hard and very, very fickle. Um, how would you describe your music? Yeah, well, to touch on what you said, um, you know, it, it is, it is hard, you know, you're exactly right. And it, and it, it has been a struggle. I mean, I remember being homeless and, you know, sleeping oh. in my car and, 
in New York and, um, you know, struggling, figuring out how I'm going to, you know, pay for something. And so, you know, just because I do it, I love it doesn't mean it's easy. You know what I mean? So, um, but I think everything is worth fighting for in, in the struggles build character and build authenticity and I would not change that you know because I think that what is defines your character and it makes you more humble and appreciative of the things that do come your way um so I I I appreciate even though the day it happens like if something really bad like are you get a rejection you get told no it stings but the if you can kind of learn from that it just builds character so um you either kind of get better or you just it, it, the the business um, it destroys a lot of people. You know what I'm trying to say, and, it, and that's that's really sad. Um, but yeah, it, it can kind of go either way. So I think it's just more of a of a men, mental uh, state sort of to stay in, and just fighting through that. Um, yeah, but, I, yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you 100%. I often tell people, you know, you have to love what you put out. It's not about anybody else. Because if you put your love, your passion into your music, that should be enough. I mean, it's an industry where people are going to love it. They're not going to like it. But you have to understand that there are people that are going to love it. There's not. It's not everybody's going to hate your music. There's somebody out there for you. You know, I'm of the oh yeah that I'm. You know, I like to do what I want because that's just who I am, and I create what I want. I'm not structured in my writing, and and as I evolve in songwriting. I just like to write my songs like a poem. And basically that's what music is. It's a poem. It's a story that you're bringing out. And there's so many ways to bring that story out. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree that if it's your passion, you should, per, should pursue your career. If this is your, your saving grace, because I know music is my saving grace. It's why I'm here. Um, it's afforded me to meet a lot of people like you and many other independent artists that are just amazing. Um, so yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how would you describe your music? Yeah. So it's pretty all over the place, to be honest. (laughs) I mean, I guess country is sort of the easy answer, but, um, you know, I grew up listening to Judy Garland and Sarah Vaughn and Ella Fitzgerald. And, um, you know, I was really into that kind of 1930s, 1940s jazz I don't know why I love that stuff even I was like seven years old and singing all of you know Judy Garland songs and stuff like that so but I um got a little older and I discovered that I can make money singing country so I because all it seems like everyone in the country world is doing okay even if you're not super super famous you can still kind of make a living at it so, but I've always loved country as well. So that's kind of why I, I got into that too. Um, but, you know, I do dance type songs. I do BDM. I do pop. I do, you know, rock stuff. It just really depends on what sort of calls for the day. Um, you know, on my last album, Pioneer Soul Shaker, I had a, like a mix of a bunch of genres on it, you know, kind of in that country pop right. rock sort of range. So it, it just that's pretty much the range of it. And it kind of really, whatever the song calls for, that's sort of where the, I pulled the genre to being an independent artist. I don't have to confine myself. So that's the beauty of it. Um, I, I am with MC one, which is an independent label. And then we have uh Sony distribution with through the orchard, which is great, but still it's not like they're, 
telling me, hey, it's got to sound like this. And we did a focus group and we want, you know what I'm trying to say? And they, like, they do that for like major artists. Um, yeah. so you get, you get your hands sort of tied in a lot of ways. So, um, yeah, I just pretty much, you know, I've put out seven albums over the years and they've all just kind of been country rock pop-ish, but you know, the sky's the limit. <laughs> That's what what I love about being a versatile artist. I mean, when you can do so many things, there's so many more avenues that you can put your music in. What's your favorite genre? My favorite genre, hmm, like I said, it's probably that bluesy, jazzy stuff. I love it. I always keep saying I'm going to make a whole like album back but I don't probably no one will listen to it but I don't care I I, I love that stuff so much <laughs> you know so I would definitely mm. do that because I I <laughs> grew up loving Lena Horn and Ella Fitzgerald so I'm all about the jazz and blues and you do that okay album, okay okay yeah because <laughs> I'm always like no one's gonna listen you know that's but I love I really do I love that kind of stuff so much um it's, it's just it's, it just it's kind of hits me some it's so moving it's just it is I, it absolutely I, is i agree with you and you must do it um what do you like, <laughs> okay what, yeah no you, you have to, i mean you're so talented and don't think that anybody's not going to listen to it you're justine blazer that's <laughs> you are justine blazer oh and they're gonna love it um uh-huh. so what more singing or producing producing I love I love producing yeah I I love singing too but I think I'm a little um what's the word um like I'm kind of like over it in some ways because I've been doing it for so long and I love it but it's like I love producing because it really encaptures every aspect of what I've sort of done my entire career um when singing is just singing you know I mean I guess you know that's important too but um, I've been singing since I was little girl, you know, like five or six years old. I remember my first, I remember my first paid show. I got $30 to sing at a mall <laughs> and I sang, um, women eat my wings. I don't even know what it was for, but it was some, some showcase and they paid me. So I was like, I got, I got, I got the knack, like, really like, Oh, I can make money doing this. Cool. Like, you know, so, um, but I love producing because it's very challenging. There is so many moving parts and, you know, singing is just fun. I show up, you know, and bring my little microphone and sing my song and, you know, I'm on my way, but, you know, producing it's, it's hard. It's really challenging. Um, you really got to think at it and you really got to be technical and there's, there's creativity and then there's technicality to it. And then there's music theory and then there's, you know, the, the the lyrics, you know, and, you know, getting the vocal and it, and then all your gear and all your equipment. There's so much to it. Um, but I really do like it because it's so challenging. And then when you get that final product, it's so rewarding. You're like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, such an awesome feeling, you know, because you created it. Yeah. So, I get yeah. that. I, <laughs> I go to my producer, I'm always trying to learn and watching, and I – Half the time, I don't know what he's doing. He's like, yeah, I'm going to put this plug in, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. But I understand. No, I definitely see how music producing is just, the music production is just so hard. And it's, yeah, it's very technical, and there's so many moving parts that you have to put together. And then when you see that final product, you're just like, wow. So I, I get that. You I like know. That. 
producing part more. Um, it's so now, true. Yeah. It's and and you're and you're a woman producer, which makes it even more awesome because we we need more. <laughs> I mean, there's so many of you out there, but you know what? You, at least you know what you're. There's seeing. not that many. For every, the statistic, I watched the video on it. For every hundred men, there's only two women that do that do it. So that's it. Well, yeah, it's pretty. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty sad. <laughs> I was at, and it's true because I was at this conference um, two years in a row, and the first year there was 150 attendees to it, and I was the only woman to attend it was actually the only ever woman ever into it this is this at this conference and then the year after that there was 250 attendees and there was two women me and this other girl so statistically it's it's spot on you know so wow wow wow, wow. but you know what <laughs> you're in it so i know that anybody that works with you is just going to get an amazing product because the name justine blazer i was thinking maybe i should get a t-shirt that says justine blazer I had just, <laughs> you know, it might take me places because your name pops up. Oh, that's so nice. That's, no, you I'm, know, I don't even, I don't even know. I just, I just do what I do. And it's just like, it's really hard to kind of think how it's being perceived or whatever. I just do it, you know? Um, well, but you, I just, I had this sense of urgency and I don't know why, but I just, I really do. And it's not that I'm like, trying to rush through something but I just I really get up every day and I have this sense of urgency and I and I don't know I, I, I kind of know why because my dad um he passed away unexpectedly in 2014 like I literally talked to him it was father's right. day and then the next day he was gone and it was mm. just like that and um and he came to me in a dream okay. and he just pretty much said like don't waste time on like anything like life is so short and, and we hear that all the time but it just doesn't really sink in or register till it happens to you right. and um and so I was this is 2014 so what are we in 2021 so that was seven years ago and you know at that time I was probably a little bit different in terms of personality like I was I was a little bit more pessimistic about life and I felt entitled in some aspects and I'm, I'll, I'll be first to admit that. Okay. And I was very, you know, impatient and I just felt like someone owed me something. And I just kind of had a chip on my shoulder and a little bit of a grudge. And I don't even know why, but I just did. And then my dad passed away and like, it just changed me. It just hundred percent. Like I went from there to like the person I am now. And, um, and I just, I'm very grateful of everything. I'm very appreciative. And, I don't take anything for granted, but I also don't have a threshold anymore for, for nonsense. You know what I mean? Like if someone kind of is like being whatever, I just don't deal with them anymore. It's that I literally just done. I, there's no purgatory anymore. It's just like, boom, boom. You know what I mean? Because it's like, why waste time on stuff that doesn't matter, you know, because all that really matters is just like, are you happy? You know, are you, are you feeling fulfilled? And so that's just been the shift, I guess. And so every day I wake up and it's just, I feel like I have to kind of do this for my dad in a lot of ways, you know, cause he was, he was very like, he was a hard worker and you know, that kind of stuff. So but I also believe that you were just born to do this because when you, when you're good at something, it just comes naturally. It just comes naturally. 
It's what all I wanted to do. It's it's literally all I wanted. To, like I remember laying in bed and like praying. But I was like five or six, and I just like all I want to do is just be a singer. Like that's all I I I wanted nothing more. And I would just pray about it every single night, and um, it's all I wanted. Just and so you know, and it brought me to the road that I'm at right now. And I you know I didn't really know what what the what the path looked like at the time. But all I know is I just wanted to be in this so bad. And so I just pretty much did anything I could do to right. to be in this business and make it work. Um, even when I felt like all all odds were against me and no one even took me seriously or people laughed at me or didn't think I was serious and, you know, all those kind of things. And I was made fun of and people would say things about, you know, everything, you know, you name it. And then I just kind of like kept working hard and, started getting really good, you know, at, at, at all aspects of it and just busting ass, you know, that's really been like sort of my, like kind of like when you, when people don't, people, when people question you, you know, mm-hmm. and people kind of think that you can't do it. I don't know why, but it just hits a nerve with me. And I'm just like, Oh no way. You know? And I just have to like, not like prove them wrong, but it's more like a self fulfilling kind of thing I have to do, you know? I get it. I get it. Um, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm like that, but I am. <laughs> no, but you also have a strong work. Ethic. You have a strong work work ethic, and you have a drive. Yeah. I don't. I don't know where that comes from. I really don't, because I've always been like this. Um, I don't born, know. It's you were born that way. You were born that way. There's. I, I believe that sometimes people are born a certain way. I think that within you, you just have this spirit about you that's just like, I'm going to do this. This is what I want. You you manifested it for it. You saw it. You felt it. You were music. And so with all that intention from childhood to now, your that intention has gone out into the spiritual. So go out into the universe. You put that out there. And this is this is just who you are. And people should take note and learn from you because this is how people should be. When you love something so much and it's your passion, no matter what it is, you have to invest your entire self in it. Because if you don't, it's not going to manifest out right. And you have, I mean, we all have doubts here and there, but the thing is you have to stay on that goal, no matter what anyone says to you. And yes, I'm like you. If somebody says, Oh, Natalie, you can't do this. Um, I always turn no's into yeses. I don't have time for crap. Nor do I have time for crap from people either. I'm just like, you yeah, know, Life is too short, as we have seen in the past. Yeah. Yeah, and just, I'm, I know, I I agree with you so much, and it's just, like, the persistence. I think people, I'm not really sure if it's a, if it's a generation thing, or if it's just a culture thing, or if it's just an individual thing, I am not sure, but I was always taught, don't take no for an answer. That was, like, what I was instilled from, I don't know if it was my parents or whoever. So I think people, they hear no, and they just go, okay, and then they just go on. And it's like, what? <laughs> like, like, people have told me no, and I'm like, oh, hell no. Like, I'm like, uh-uh, you know, and, and like, who do I, who do, like, I'm like Karen. Like, who do I, do I have to call the manager? Like, who do I have to talk to to make this work? Like, you know what I mean? And so... Listen, that's and, and I don't know, like, I'll just be like, I'll give you an example. Like I, I um, my video on, um, was on, uh, the country network, it, you know, we got a debut on it 
but that was that was hard. That was that did not just happen. That was like not just magical right. fairy dust and it happened. I got <laughs> I got rejected. They they said no. They said they said nope. We cannot do a premiere for you. And I was like uh uh-uh. uh. And like I I did everything I did. I stayed on. I just kept I just mm-mm. and yeah. I just kept messaging them and I kept getting on them and I had my uh, Darlene who's the head of the label. She called oh. them. And finally, after just me being a no, I was just persistent. I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Finally, I, we got this call, and they're like, they're gonna debut your, we're gonna premiere video, and they're gonna, they're gonna put it on their playlist. And I'm like, that's yep, right. That's how you do it. You just gotta, you just. And if I would have been like, mm, well, I guess they don't like it, <laughs> but I believe so much in it. And I'm like, no, listen, you don't want to listen to the song. Like, like listen to it. Is you're gonna love it. Like listen to it. You know. Like, come on. No, you did the right thing. Persistence is the key. The key. There's no, that, that, that's not the final answer. If you you believe in it's yourself, not. It's not the final answer. Amen to that. Yeah, that's why I love you. It's just, it's just I believe it's just no today, that's but right. it's not no forever. It just, today is no, but tomorrow could be a maybe, and, tomorrow, and the next day after that is a yes. So I don't, you know, talk about all this stuff a lot. Like right. on my social media, I just pretty much highlight the good stuff. But I think it's important for people to know yeah. that this stuff just doesn't appear out of nowhere. I mean, I, I have to fight for this stuff, almost everything, you know, and um, to get a shot. And I'm just like, look, just give me a shot. Just give me a, shan- a chance. If you don't like it, fine. But just li- just stop what you're doing and pay attention for five minutes and listen. And I remember when I first moved to Nashville, I'd go door to door with my, with my little press kit and my little folders. And I would just go up and down music row and people would say, Oh, you can't do that. And I said, well, I did. I just walked, they're like, well, would you have an appointment? I said, no, I just walked in and I said, can I talk to your A&R? Well, you can't do that. But, but I just did. So I don't, who's, who's making these rules up? You know what I mean? Like, I, you're telling me something I just did, you know? So, I, I I guess my my point is like don't listen to the. It's all about. I don't know who's making these rules up, but they're they're dumb. Like they're not. They don't know what they're talking about. You know. So. Right. They don't know what they're talking about. But the thing is, that's what stops a lot of people because they believe in who that what these people are making up. You know, they just say, no, nope, we're not going to do that. No, nope, we don't want your music. No, nope, we don't. Da, 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 da. I know for me, like I used to play MPE to uh, push my music, and we, Rory Gardner and I had that country pop song called Not Over You. I was persistent. I contacted every single one of them. You know, some would download it, some wouldn't listen. I said, why don't you give it a stream? It's not going to hurt you. You might like something that you hear. And that's the, that was the reason we charted that one week on it, because I was persistent in pushing it and saying, you know, it's not going to hurt you. And it's not going to hurt you to go knocking on doors where they told you no that you can't knock on doors because you don't know who's going to answer that door that day and say, you know what, I have time for you. Let me listen to your music. Yep. So you, you you have the right idea of doing things. You can't take no for the last answer because it's n- never the last answer. A lot so. of these people are, are literally trained to say no. Like that's what their bosses tell them. If someone walks to the door it's a no, because that's just what they're trying to do. So right. it just tries to weed out most of the people that are just going to say, oh, okay, 
I guess it's, you know, I guess it's a no. Um, but it, it, what's interesting about Nashville is the people that have told me no, it, it's like, okay, they told me no, but now I'm on their radar. That Now they know who I am, and then they kind of watch what I do. You know what I mean? They kind of watch. And I, and I tell you what, the things that have manifested in the last year or two or whatever has been seriously – things that I did five years ago. It was, it was like me walking up and down music row. It was me cold calling labels and publishers and, 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 and walking and being told no, you know what I'm saying? But now it's come full circle where they're like, dang, okay. So you, you're, you've been at this and you're doing some stuff now. Now I'm interested, you know what I mean? And it's like the tables have turned. So my point is to people like, just stay at it. Like you, if you get told no today, Right. You're on their radar. They're on. You're on their radar to to some degree. Now it's up right. to you to 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 make them regret saying no. Make make them regret that, and make them come be back to you and be like, oh hey, remember that time when you were in my office and I told you no? Well, you know what I mean. So you just got to think about that. I love them. Make them regret they said no. That's a great quote by Justine Blazer. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm gonna get a T-shirt? I'm gonna. I said I know Justine. We'll get we'll get some T-shirts, girl. We'll we'll gonna make it happen. <laughs> yes, we're gonna make it happen. That's right. Now you said <laughs> on plague. Tell me what plague is about. Yeah. So plague. I wrote that in the fall of 2019, okay. and it was way before. Um, COVID and all that kind of stuff. I wrote it with Randy Barnett, and I don't know. It was just like kind of like a, a song we wrote. Maybe it was a premonition. I I don't. I get premonitions a lot, so maybe that was it. But um, yeah. And then we we recorded it, and then the drop date was like March, mid March was right when COVID hit, you know. And then we we're like, oh wait a minute. So we we, we released it in April, and everybody was 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 mad because they were like, you're trying to capitalize on COVID. And I was like, dude, I, I had this track six months ago. Like, this is this is not just something I whipped up last night. You know what I mean? It's like, God. <laughs> and it happens. You know, so. You know? And, and. Yeah. I, I don't know. It just kind of came to me. And I did all the lyrics on it. And Randy did the music. And, um, and I just felt like there was something. And it's like the lyrics ago. But this feeling inside can no longer hide. And then it's just like whatever that is in your life that could be holding you back, you know. So that was, that was it's really a metaphor more than a, a literal, like, we're going to get the plague, you know. But um, I think it kind of has like a really twisted meaning now because it, it is kind of a sensitive topic now with COVID. Um, but at the time, it was just more like, well, this would be cool and, I feel like there's something inside me that kind of wants to come out that's sort of dark and I can channel that into a song, you know, so. All right. Well, we're going to play it. We're going to have a word from our sponsor first. I'm going to put you on mute. Hold on one second. Hi, this is Nikki Chris, and I host a podcast called Mixin' It. Mixin' It focuses on women in the music, entertainment, and the performing arts. 
Our goal is to provide an avenue for industry veterans and up-and-coming artists, musicians, engineers, and producers to showcase their talent. Listen to Mixin' It on Monday Music Madness at 8 p.m. Eastern on the Sim Radio Network. I hear those voices trying to tell me Repeating over and over again
fun. That was a fun track. It was like kind of this hybrid of like pop, you know, like a really strong pop beat. And then, uh, you know, and then you had some like cool real guitars on it, you know, which, which is neat. So yeah, it was fun. I love that. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the whole like country, country music, uh, controversies in the sense that you know at one point now they said women are being played 50 50 with the men but i don't know um you know women were played, yeah, were played a lot and then the whole you know people think that there's a lot of racism in in country music what do you think about all the controversies that come along with that yeah, I mean, I have to say I agree with it. Um, you know, I'm from Detroit originally, so I grew up in a very diverse, cultured, multicultural, multi-race, multi-ethnicity, multi-religion. Um, I had friends that were black, Asian, Indian. I didn't even uh, call me naive. I serious. I did not even know this was like a problem. And I went to high school with 5,000 kids. You know, you have to remember, Detroit is a melting pot because we have the big three there. So you have Chrysler headquarters, you have Ford headquarters, and you have um, you have uh, GM headquarters. So you're, it's going to bring people from all over the world. You have engineers, you have designers, you have suppliers, you have – you name it. So they're going to bring – all everywhere from everywhere, you know, everyone from everywhere. And Dearborn is the strongest, the most populated Muslim community in the country. I mean, it's, it's the most, it's the most dominated of Muslim and that's where my dad worked. So I guess it was never something that I thought was an issue. Like I didn't even really know what racism was until, until I got into like my adult years and I, started coming down to Nashville and then I moved down here 10 years ago and I literally thought it was a time warp. I'm like, what is happening? Like I saw Confederate flags. I didn't, I still don't understand the whole thing with that. Like I get, in my opinion, it's wrong. Like I don't like uh, Confederate flags, but apparently it means, I don't even know, but I'm from the North. So it just has a different meaning to me. I say I, I have a negative meaning with, with, with um, Confederate flags. But at any rate, there's that. And then I felt like here I was getting like called sweetheart and honey and, oh, you just making babies and stuff like that. And I was like, what? You know, once again, I was like, what is happening? And then it was, I started, you know, really getting in in the whole like Nashville scene. And it was just very, I felt very pushed out and I felt like it did not have a voice. And so I'd be in the studio, I'd be writing whatever. And I was just all men. And it was, I, they really, made it clear where I fell in the sort of priority list and so when I um kind of was hearing about this stuff you know I did definitely like resonate with that and then you had sort of had the the Harvey Weinstein stuff in uh, 2017 then you had the Me Too stuff and then you had just a really big shift right around 2018 and 2019 and now we're in 2021 and I really feel like we've come a long way in a very fast amount of time so with the question that you asked regarding the, the diversity and fair play I I have to agree with you. I I think we were gypped for a long time. Um, statistically, it was, you know, not good. Um, and now artists are, you know, we're striving for a much more equal 
platform. Now, next to songwriters, only 12% of songwriters are women, and only yeah. 2% of, of of audio engineers, producers are women. So we have we still have a long, long way to go, but at least if we're getting equal airplay, um, that's a start. And I don't even know why it took this long for this to be a thing. And um, and and I don't even know why that they've kept out um, you know, people of color, especially women of, of color. I don't I don't understand I don't understand it because it was just now because of Black Lives Matter and all the movements that have ha- happened, now it's like they're I feel like they're kinda of jumping on shift to be like cool. But it's like you should have done this all along. I don't understand why this is all of a sudden a thing. Does that make sense? No, it, it, it in my fun. opinion, it's like, it's like, it's like if someone's a sing a good singer, then just play them. Who cares if they're a woman or black or white or Hispanic or whatever, you know? So it just yeah. doesn't make sense to me. I agree with you a hundred percent. I know that I think it was CMC. I think they did a uh, Black Lives Matter or Black History Month, whatever uh, playlist, and you know, a couple people I know were on it. And, but the the problem with all of that is that. Why are you just putting them on this list? Why can't you just put them on? Right, just put them on a regular. Like, why do you have to make it a category? Like, why do you have to comment? comment? They'd be like making a playlist of like, okay, only female producers. You get you get to be on this list, but not the but not the main one, but just this one. It's the same thing. It's like, okay, I appreciate you highlighting this, but why just just put them in with everybody else? Why do you have to make it this like whole? big thing like oh wow we're we're like making this whole thing out of it you know i don't know it just it's it's, it's just silly in my opinion it's, it's very crazy. i guess it, just going back to my story like from my from my upbringing my roots it was never a problem and now all of a sudden it's like this this big thing you know and it's like it should have been like that the whole time you know so i don't know but i yeah. think it's great you know but um you know, but it's just it's just silly how we, we have to make it these categories. I mean, we have to categorize everything anymore, you know, yeah. um, and feel I, and get like, you know, we have to make it known like we're making an effort to make sure that we're highlighting people of color or women producers or whatever it is. You know, I don't, it's, it's irritating, but <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but it's just it's just a little it's goofy. <laughs> Because nine times out of ten, I sit back and I say it's sad how black people always have to say, "Oh, we did this and we did that, and we did this." Because some people just don't believe that black people can do certain things. But it, it, it's annoying to be able to have to say something like that. Even Morgan Freeman made a good point. He said, "You know, Black History Month. Do we really need that? Do you only want to be celebrated for a month? You should be celebrated throughout the year, like everybody else." Which I agree with. Right. 100%. You know, we should get to a place where we don't have to say, well, this white person did something, this Hispanic person did something, this black person did something, this Asian person did something. Just to be, well, Joe Schmo did this. This, this person this. did this, and that's and that's that, exactly. exactly. And we have to put it, you know, a category. Like, you know, you have to – it's like, why – even, like, you watch the news, they'll say, like, white female or black woman or and it's like why do you have to like say that just just say person or just you okay you want to say female or woman fine but like what is the point of i don't know i just that's the problem i think with this country or society or whatever like we feel like and i'm not really sure who is sort of like making those calls or decisions but somebody is and i think it's influencing the rest of the culture to be like oh i have to mention 
your your race and your gender, right. um, and then I have to kind of make a big deal about that and put you in a category so I can sort of, you know, be like, oh, I'm 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 diverse, you know, I'm gonna mention it. <laughs> yes, that makes sense. Exactly. It's crazy. It's, well, I got to tell you a story. So I got I got a call once. This is this was weird. This was the weirdest thing. So I got a call once from a studio, and they were like, "Hey, um, we saw that you're a you're a you're a woman. No, they said female producer. I said I am, and I said, well, are you familiar with with my work?' And they're like, "Well, not really, but we heard about you know that you produce, and we we're just wondering if you want to work at our studio. We don't." We just need we just need we just need females. So because you're female, do you, do you literally? I'm like, what? Like you you could at least like not like you could at least like made something else up. And it's like and I'm like, well, what songs have, have you heard that you like? And they're like, well, we don't really know, but we just know that you're a female, and we just you know we get asked a lot like if we have any women producers, we just figured that that'd be kind of kind of good for us. And I'm like. Oh my god! Like, I didn't even know what to say. I was just like, okay. Like you know. So there's that. That's that's I, I, I don't even. I don't even like. What do you even say to that? You're just like, okay. Well, best of luck to you. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> that's just why. It's was, just, it's just, it's just awkward. I mean, I don't even know how. How do you even respond to that? You know, so it's, just, it's very awkward. <laughs> so many things I would have said. Well, tell tell our audience where they can find you on this wonderful internet called the internet. <laughs> What's the internet? No, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just have the the usual, the Facebook, the Instagram. I'm trying. I have a TikTok, but I'm trying to get better at it. But it's definitely the weakest of all of them. Uh, but yeah, just just search my name, Justine Blazer, and then my 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 studio is Ten Seventeen Studios. Okay. So you guys can check that out. And my my studio page, I really talk about the studio and the, all the artists we're working with. So it's really kind of a cool spot to, to talk about everyone else's, you know, accomplishments, which is really neat. But, um, yeah, just, you know, uh, check out my music, um, check out the productions. Um, there's always something going on and I also do some videos too, which is really fun. So you guys can check those out as well. Awesome. Oh, yeah, no, I'm yeah, me. Listen, I gotta write with Justine Blazer too. I gotta be one. We, of the we gotta do. A, I know we gotta do a song together. I, I keep seeing your name pop up everywhere too. So Please, we gotta no. we gotta get something going. It's Justine, 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 Justine. Um, yeah, you and I definitely need to do something together. Um, that has to be. That's a goal. We are going to do. It. Absolutely. Um, I think we're very like-minded in so many different things, and you're amazing. And I love, I love your story. And you're like me; you're very vocal. You speak your truth. You don't take, um, don't take poo-poo. <laughs> just like me. Yeah. You're not deal with yeah, you know, just, just gotta, you know, just. I and I like, I follow your your posts and stuff, and you always have, you know, really good quotes and stuff. But yeah, it's it's just so true. You know, you just have to like, really stay stay true to yourself and just not let anyone deter you because 
you know, I know I was personally affected so many times. I'm sure you were too. And I, you know, for a second I thought, well, are they right? And it's like, no, they're not right. You know, you, you have to do what's right for you. Don't listen to what other people say because they don't know what they're talking about. That's, that's what I've learned over the years. People just don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) Amen to that. They really don't, especially in the music business because it's constantly evolving and changing. Just when someone thinks they figured it out, it's changing again. So just do, just do you, do what you, what makes you happy and what, you know, is making you successful and success is so, it's a very vague term. Like what success looks like to someone else is different from the next person. So whatever you think is successful, then it's successful. Amen to that, sister. Amen to that. Well, I want to thank you for being on chatting with Nat. It's actually it's truly an honor because I learned a lot, a lot about you <clears throat> on this show, and I uh, learned a lot about the industry as well. And um, I'm glad that your voice is out there. We need more people like you that's you know outspoken, just like me, um, because we, <laughs> we need these kind of voices because we need change. We need so so much change in the music industry, and I think that. With you, with you at the helm, we can do anything. <laughs> we can. Do <clears throat> yeah, it's just you just gotta keep fighting, you know. And um, yeah. you know, people people may get a little uncomfortable, but it's okay. Uh, oh, who cares? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> that is their problem. <laughs> deal with, yeah, they'll have to deal with the discomfort because. Things change, things evolve, and we're, we're all about the change. We're all about speaking our truth. We're all about doing what's right and empowering, you know, other people. That's what we're here to exactly. do. Exactly. I mean, if you're not hurting nobody and you're not making anybody sad or upset, then who cares? You know, this, I, I don't really have opinion on judgment of people. I work with all races, all ethnicities, all all people of genders, choices, whatever. And I like them all, and I judge someone on the, the way they treat others and the way that they care themselves. And are they positive? Are they uplifting? Or do you leave their feeling worse? You know what I mean? And you, we've all been there. You you leave that room, and you're like, God, that sucks. You know? And you really can't pinpoint why, but that just person just sucks. You know? So, it's like, that's, that's the thing. You know, just just be just be a fun hang. And, you know, make people feel excited about life because that's what it's all about. Amen. And, yeah. So. need right now anyway. Well, thank you, Justine. You know, I'll be following thank you. Thank you. We'll definitely work together. We have to do that. It's a must. So, I, I know. It's going to happen. For sure. <laughs> I know. It. If you say it, it's definitely going to happen. If I say it, yes. Yes is the answer. This, um, it's just an overabundance of positive forces going to make it happen. So, <laughs> Amen to that, sister. So thank you so much. <laughs> I you have a wonderful evening, and then we'll chat soon. Sounds good. Well, you have uh, a great night, and thank you again for having me on your show. I appreciate it. Thanks again. And Take care. Good. All right. Amazing, amazing, amazing. <laughs> you want to have a Thank good night? Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women 
seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.